welcome everyone to the Rochester Groovecast podcast, your top source for live, local, regional music interviews and events from Rochester, New York, and the surrounding area. We are live in honor of Charlie Linder's new release. I'm here with Charlie Linder, and i um, excited to have you here, man. Uh, how are we doing today? Good, good. Got a good hike in the woods, did about three, four miles. It was awesome. Awesome. Yeah. That, I like the whole day. <laughs> that's one thing I've been trying to do a lot more of as well. Get outside, uh, maintain my sanity and be one with mother nature, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's essential right now since we're all inside on the screens all day, either yeah. doing work or communicating or just staying in touch with people. Yeah. Um, I know personally I'm on Zoom multiple days a week. Um, I'm not getting to the gym cause I can't go to the gym. My diet's not exactly where it once was and I'm out of work. So I'm sure a lot of people are in a similar situation and you know, that's where this album comes in. Right. T- tell me a little bit about the purpose of this album. Give us a bird's eye view. Well, basically, like I said, when I, when I got when I when this whole pandemic started happening, I was starting to have terrible anxiety, and it was even hard to breathe at night. And I had been extremely sick in January. Um, I have my theories of why I was sick. <laughs> Possibly could have had coronavirus, and so this was kind of scary. I, I couldn't think of any. I couldn't think of being more sick than I was in January and February. You know, January and December and January. So I really needed some way to relax. And I was, not, you know, I'm used to playing fast jazz music and fusion jazz and really fast classical, see how fast my fingers can go. Right. <laughs> I just like it. It's fun. That's what I do. But, you know, it's, you know, let me try something to do something very, very delicate, very, very, very soft and just very, very easy to listen to. Nothing complicated. No, you know, sharp nine minor fifth chords or any of that jazz stuff. Just something very, very simple. And also I was listening to a bunch of other artists that were in that genre. Um, uh, Alexis French is one of them. Um, George Winston. And they kind of have this, it's, I don't even know what the genre is called. They didn't really have a place for the genre. I read a lot about it and, there was no place for it on classical radio or pop radio or folk or anything. And it wasn't until the internet came around that these artists could actually put their music out. And so it's basically the songs are, or the tunes, there's no singing. It's just all piano. And it's, it's just very, I design, all the songs are designed like verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge or something like that. And mm-hmm. some of them are even more simple than that. It's just something very easy that people could listen to. Put it in the background. If you fall asleep on track five, I've done my job. You're totally <laughs> relaxed and you pass out. Then I take no offense. <laughs> so that's actually, you know, one of the goals of, of this album was to be as delicate as possible. Absolutely. I was joking about it this uh, morning before the album dropped. I ultimately can't sleep without sound you know camping is nice because of the nature sounds but if i'm in a dry room 
surrounded by blue light and electronics. I need a podcast. I need music. So we were joking about um, ultimately me and a few friends are going to put this on at our home tonight and see how quickly you can knock us out. Um, so it's a little out of your ordinary realm from what you're used to playing with jazz music. Did you just write all these tunes or are these things that you were playing with for some time? I had, um, I had a few of them written ahead of time, but most of them I just wrote and it came very easily because when I was writing them, it was very, very late at night, you know, two, three in the morning. And I was falling asleep while I was writing. And that's, you really have to be in the zone. <laughs> that's how I write out. You just, you're almost falling asleep at the piano and you're, you're staying awake just enough to, um, you know, to, to record, I'm recording into logic so I can listen to them the next day. And I'm just staying up, <laughs> try, trying to barely open my eyes and play this music. So I really had to channel the energy, you know? <laughs> no, that that's great. The, ultimately, it's representing what you're going through, and it's perfect for what people need at, at this time. You know, how has this virus affected you in terms of your social life as a musician? Obviously, you do a lot of time writing music home alone, but when yeah. it comes to not being able to play with the band or perform live for people... Uh, it's a bummer, right? Or, or are you hanging in there pretty strong? Well, it honestly, at first, I've been working so very, very hard with Pickle Mafia to really, really hone in on the booking and get the band out on the road. And we were doing a, I thought it was doing a really good job of getting the guys traveling a lot. And so it, the first week, I just sat on the couch and watched YouTube videos and <laughs> did absolutely nothing. <laughs> so I was like, this is the vacation I needed for the last, you know, 11 months. <laughs> and so that was nice. And then, you know, as, and then I thought, well, this is really nice. I got a lot of time to really work on my art now. And, but now that it's been a month, you know, no, it's been longer than a month. Now I'm really missing playing with other people. Yeah, definitely. And we're trying to figure out how to get together and set up outside somewhere where we can have loud uh, drums and bass. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and we can, yeah, we can get together. But yeah, it is, it's starting. At first it was very, very, you know, very relaxed <laughs> but now that the weather's getting a little nicer i'm kind of missing everybody in the music scene and going out to shows and playing shows meeting new people mm -hmm. so i'm imagining some outdoor jams and oh, I'm, I'm envisioning you know like a wood series where everybody's isolated in the woods reverb coming off the trees but what i was trying not to laugh because i'm obviously listening to you as well I'm imagining you you care uh, I don't know how you'd carry it in, but ultimately having a grand piano <laughs> a grand piano yeah, in the that woods a little too much it <laughs> <laughs> would be a really cool video though are all these tunes uh, uh written on a classical piano or yeah, um, they're they're all written on um on a Steinway model B, so it's a seven foot piano grand piano so which you know it's really crazy, and I'll let people in on a little secret 
Uh, if anybody knows the difference between a real acoustic piano and electronic piano or a piano that is connected to a computer and generates piano type sounds, it's amazing that how many people cannot tell the difference between the two. It's amazing. And I almost thought about doing the whole entire album on a, just a keyboard. Because I don't think anybody would know the difference. I really, really don't. I put people to the test on that one because these new plugins that they have for the computer, they're so amazing that you can get in there and you can tweak the loud, how loud the hammer is as it falls back into position on the piano after it hits the string. So I don't know. I tried to be a purist and right. just just do piano with nice mics in it. So that's that was kind of funny. I, I can't tell you with confidence that I'd be able to tell. I know for a fact if I saw it live, oh, I'd be yeah. able to. But part of me thinks that the visual element is part of it. If you weren't able to see what's happening live, who knows? You know, some of the piano nerds and uh, experts listening in has got to give their input after this because – it's true. Nowadays, um, what's your experience with synth technology and different things, using logic, so on and so forth, making these sounds that 40 years ago was never possible, even 10 years ago was never possible? Oh, yeah, it's, it's insane. I mean, I did an experiment about a year ago just to see if I could make, you know, some really, really nasty sounds, kind of like the sounds they use in extremely heavy bro stop (laughs) (laughs) and uh yeah it's it's definitely you know the the sky's the limit i mean it's absolutely insane what you can do now and so i'm not surprised they can make uh these piano software that you can tweak every little tiny thing on that piano digitally (laughs) so anywho anywho um we're talking a little bit about it. Let's put on a track for the listeners to listen to here. Um, we wanted to start with Burning Candle. How does that sound? Sounds great to me. See if awesome. anyone falls asleep. Awesome. This is Burning Candle. And what was the name of the album for the listeners? I, I don't know if we mentioned oh, it. Oh, yeah, that's right. The name of the album is called Piano for the Sleepless Mind. So as your mind is running and clicking and going crazy, this is hoping to make you relax. Where do people find it, Charlie? So you can find it on Spotify, on uh, YouTube Music, find it on iTunes. Um, Yeah, I think it's on Tidal, actually. Hmm. So it's on a lot, uh, pretty much all the main streaming services. Amazon. Yeah. All right. If you're listening and you can't find it, it sounds like a you problem. This album's everywhere. Let's listen to a Burning Candle.
loved it, man. I like that ambient kind of white noise hiss going on towards the end of it. What, what was I hearing there? So that's like basically, um, that's the sound of the piano. <laughs> oh. It's um, the sustain pedal on the piano. It's just ringing out and creating all this ambient noise, which, as I was saying earlier, if it was a uh, a digital piano, that wouldn't be there, but it would sound extremely clean. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's kind of cool, but not cool. You know, it's like either yeah. way. I um I credit good headphones, but I heard that and I'm I'm hearing it. And it was actually I liked it. It was kind of a a white noise mu- machine, or uh, you could correlate it to a burning candle, making a little bit of extra sound there. Uh, did did what was your? Did you have a specific inspiration um, when you wrote that song, and or do you remember um, the night or nights that you kind of put that together? It was. I was definitely burning the candle at both ends. I was up pretty late, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, I don't. I just know I I needed. I wanted to keep kind of a rhythm going. That note that keeps repeating. So, but I don't remember too much. A lot of these I wrote when I was literally falling asleep. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So, I mean, isn't that what music in in many ways is supposed to be? It's capturing a moment in time, um, which uh, I love. And you have done so many projects that are very different to this in the fact that complex jazz, thoroughly written, covering um, special songs by other musicians. Let's talk a little bit about that. You mentioned the pickle mafia so we can start there um you had a tour booked you guys are ready to go um you guys have been posting like crazy playing like crazy i'm seeing uh videos come out every every week um what was the inspiration behind the pickle mafia great band you got going on there well uh thank you first of all thanks for um mentioning that um it was kind of interesting because last year in may i was starting to travel more and ben chilbert approached me and said hey we you know marco and i really want to travel with your band and i said well it's good i'm looking for some you know i need some guys that are available a lot because i really want to go out on the road with this and at first it was a you know it was a little at first it was a little much just playing with them because it wasn't (laughs) I wasn't used to it at first. And plus they had to learn a lot of the songs that I had written before. And it was different to hear uh, those guys play the songs. But by the time August rolled around, or it was July, and I said, you know, let's 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 get Clayton on board. Clayton crawls from Trape- Trapezium Films. And he's going to shoot some videos for us. We're going to do, um, you know, a video week for the month of August. So we started doing it and I was really nervous. I didn't know how it was going to come out because I hadn't really recorded live drums, especially in this tiny little studio, home studio and, Mm -hmm. and mixing them too. I was like, well, I've done, you know, mixing, but not live instruments. Usually it's, you know, my other projects, electronic projects. So we did it. And after the fourth week, I said, you know, why don't we just keep this going? 
And I didn't know how long we could do it, but we went all the way until the pandemic. Wow. So we put 28 videos out. So we put out a video a week for 28 weeks. And that definitely helped establish the band even more. And the whole pickle thing too, because really I'd been making pickles for five years, but <laughs> the pickles, people talk about my pickles, you know, just as much as they talk about my music. So I figured putting a pickle reference in the name would really help. And it has because it's like you're creating, you're not really creating a band, you're creating a movement of people who pickle things. <laughs> not not only pickles, but they pickle cauliflower. They pickle red onion, you know. So I thought I thought that was really kind of an interesting um, marketing idea. We can call ourselves a pickle mafia. And all of a sudden we get all these people who might not necessarily listen to fusion, fast fusion jazz, but they like pickles. So <laughs> Are you selling you selling pickled pickles, pickled cauliflower, everything? Are you selling that live at the shows? Well, I I had I ran into some problems where um, the venues didn't want me to sell them inside because they're also serving food and it was right. against FDA. But I was selling them out of the back of my car. <laughs> Hence the pickle mafia. Exactly, <laughs> we're hustling those pickles and. So this year I'm expanding. I'm, I grow the cucumbers at my mother's house, and I'm ex- expanding her garden so I can grow even more pickle or cucumbers, and then do more pickling for the fall. So <laughs> I'm excited, man! You got you got me hungry. <laughs> so we, although the band isn't getting together, we're doing. We started two weeks ago. We do pickle mafia TV every Sunday at 10 o'clock and we get together and we just hang out and chat and talk about music. And then we watch some of our videos that, you know, we got 20 mm-hmm. videos, so we'll go through a couple videos and talk about the video. And it's, it's fun. It's a good hang. That's awesome. I, I didn't know about that. So you have 28 videos. You said you did 28 weeks in a row. Yeah. 28. Ooh. I think we counted 28. I think, only two of them. I think one of them is a recap video of 2019 that we released in the first week of January, and the other one might have been a like a promo for the mansion that we did. We did we played the mansion on New Year's Eve. Um, uh, my friend Dan Dangler put on this killer New Year's Eve show at this giant mansion on East Ave, and um, played there with a lot of awesome people. It was definitely. I really, really hope everything gets back to normal because I just, <laughs> we definitely want to play the mansion again. That was Hell yeah. yeah. Round two. It, yeah. That's awesome. I, I heard all about it. I wasn't there for that event. Um, I think you mentioned at the start of the show, if not offline, that you were really darn sick around January, right? Well, yeah, was it? it was, it actually started in, December 15th and then it got really bad at Christmas and then it took a turn for the extreme worst on January 3rd and the antibiotics wouldn't work two rounds of antibiotics so like 25 days worth of antibiotics wow and the test came up negative for the flu and the doctors did x-ray 
And I, I really think, I mean, I put money on it that probably had it. <laughs> you, I was really bad. I cracked a rib. I mean, I fractured my rib coughing so hard. You're so. not the first person to, to mention having a sinus. I've had three people, including you, that got a sinus-like infection that um, one person was telling me they could never identify what it was. Um, but my big question, my ultimately my big question is how did you guys do a six to seven month street of streak of videos if you're coughing your coughing so hard you're breaking a rib? Uh, well, how was that experience? What well, what happened there? It was a little bit of a nightmare, honestly. I mean, after especially January, and that's when we had all our we had um, uh, Mike Answer from Aqueous come in and record a track, and we had Jessica Brown from a root shock come in from Syracuse and record a track with us. And we did one of the hardest songs. Uh, I can't even, I'm not going to even say the artist name cause I always mess it up, but it's, it was like this crazy quintuplet song. <laughs> it was really hard for me. It was because it was sick and I had to set up, you know, I was doing a lot of the, uh, the mixing too and mixing and trying to master the songs. I, I don't remember. I don't remember. I was in a trance for about three weeks, and I, I remember coughing all over the piano and trying not to cough during when Jessica was singing. That <laughs> was rough. Yeah, that was really hard. But I don't remember how we got through it. But the videos are up there. so <laughs> they, they look good. Um, watching, I definitely have seen the both the Mike and the Jessica videos. Mike shredding on the guitar. Jessica just crushing Alicia Keys. You look fine, man. So uh, you, you weathered the storm. Um, I know it's cheesy, but it reminds me of the whole Bob Marley. One good thing about music, when it hits you, you feel no pain. Because it sounds like you're really... Um, tanked through that one that's tough man yeah that's kind of trying to leave it leave it in the past <laughs> i don't want to think about being that sick because i i swear if if this if what's going around right now is worse than what i had in in january this is i'm that's horrific stay away from it <laughs> yeah that's right but um yeah man uh, do you want to play another one yeah, I was literally just thinking now that I got y'all hot and bothered, let's let's chill out and listen to another track. Um, <laughs> sorry about that, man. Uh, I'll get this image up here. And uh, do you, you want to do um, From My Heart? Yeah, let's do that one. And um, this was written for um, um, a girl I was dating back in 2014. And Ooh. so, yeah, it's got some significance to it, but I finally put it on a real piano because <laughs> it was originally recorded on a keyboard. Okay. So I'm excited to hear the, the sticky and the sweet about it, but let's, let's talk a little bit more about it afterwards. Cause I want to hear it first and then, uh, hear a little bit about that, that inspiration, or I don't know if you call it an inspiration, if it's about a breakup, but <laughs> I'm was, curious, man. Yeah, I, I think. It was an inspiration, <laughs> This is uh, from my heart.
All right, all right. Love it. Love it, man. Um, are you comfortable talking about the inspiration behind that song? I know it's a little personal. Um, yeah, it was, I don't know. It's, it's really deep actually. I don't know if I can go there right now, honestly. The, we, um, the person I wrote it for, we ended up, um, dating again too. So, (laughs) and, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a little deep. It's a little too deep for right now. <laughs> I love, I love that too. I love that too. Is that not part of the beauty in a song? Um, it's going to mean something different for everyone. And uh, I was having all kinds of different emotions and thoughts while listening it, uh, to it there. And I'm also staring at this album cover here. It's um cool, man. It's pretty. It's artistic. What well, what's the inspiration with this album? Who drew this? Uh, this is my friend Chaz Davis, and he's a local artist. He's been on the scene for a long time, uh, and um, he's uh, became a really good friend. He has a really cool studio that he does all his art in, right off of East Avenue. Just a private studio, and occasionally he'll, he'll open it up so people can walk through. But I have three more pieces, four pieces of his mm-hmm. art on wall in the uh in my apartment and it's his stuff's just got so much his art's got so much color in it it's very vibrant and i can't he told me the process of how he did it and i can't remember and i think he actually he may have started with a picture Mm -hmm. i can't remember and i I should have asked him again yeah how he did it it's beautiful art, man. Uh, I'm looking at it now. And um, yeah, if you're listening after the fact, all the better to check out the album. This artwork's beautiful. It, it suits the mood of the music very well as well. Um, big change from the jazz stuff and some of the other things you've done. Um, of course, I'm live, so I'm drawing a, a huge blank. But I remember one of your projects in which... Um, I know you had some issues with it long term, but you had a keyboard and it was basically split in half and you're playing it where I can see the keys and they're flashing and it's it's something out of like a futuristic video. Tell me a little bit about that while I draw a blank here. <laughs> well, that's my Elevate project. Elevate. E-L-O-W-V-A-T-E. And it's actually up on Spotify if anybody wants to check it out. And... I decided that I wanted to go solo and I started composing all this music, which I thought it was heavy. I thought it was really heavy electronic music. And anybody who's in the electronic scene, we go like, uh, it's not heavy. Huh. So, um, which was kind of funny, but you don't know until you put it out there. You know, you might have an idea what it is, but you don't really know until you put it out there. And so, um, yeah, I built, I took a year and a half and I searched for a keyboard and I found this keyboard and the company doesn't exist anymore. And all the keys would light up any color of the rainbow. It was pretty crazy. And I really, really wanted to cut it in half. So <laughs> um, the reason is, so it was kind of symmetrical. So I could put the computer that was running 
um, the backing tracks on it in between the keyboards and then the keyboard would actually face the audience. So I stood up and played and it was, er it was ergonomic because if you're standing up, you know, your hands like this, if you're standing up. Kind of at a slant there. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> um, so yeah, I built this keyboard and all the keys let off and I was really excited about going solo. And then I realized this isn't, this is cool, but it's not as fun with as playing with other people, you know. And then I, I blew the lighting system up in it, but it still worked, thank God. But I did something. I shorted out the lighting system, which was a real bummer. And then I tried to buy a new one and cut it in half again, but I couldn't find them anywhere. The company went out of business. Interesting. <laughs> Maybe that's why. <laughs> Well, I think I just shorted it out because I was doing sure. stupid. I was plugging it in wrong. Or, but I think, you know, maybe someday I'll get ambitious. But the fact of the matter is it was terrible to play on. It was the worst keyboard I've ever played on in my entire life. It just felt it was way worse than a cheap Casio. I'd rather play on a cheap Casio. That's how bad it was to play. <laughs> but it looked cool. So. <laughs> like. Anyway, that project's really fun, and especially when I started adding more vocals. Um, uh, Riley Fink's sang on a song. Um, who else? Eli Flynn, Kaylin Servini, Matt Rhodes became even more of a, almost like a, a member of the group. And then especially my friend, Johnny Jeffries, he was doing a lot of the rap on the song. So it's a, it a really fun project. I, I kind of want to go... We, I have almost enough songs to release another Elevate album, so I might do that while I'm, you know, while we're in quarantine and put something out that's really completely different than this album right now. That's awesome, man. You you drop a piano album, you drop an Elevate album. Is it true that you might be dropping another Pickle Mafia album? I, I know uh, the previous one has all those EPs, from those videos you can check up on youtube facebook everyone um what's going on with the future of pickle mafia well we're just we're being really good in quarantining and uh but we're also you know we have the pickle mafia tv and that's where we get together and talk about music and play some of our videos and talk about how we did made them and that's every sunday at 10 p.m and um you know we're hoping to play outside six feet apart somewhere mm -hmm. <laughs> and i just right now the future is so uncertain but we were working on a real you know a, a actual full album of all originals um and i the the first kind of i would call it an album like you said a, a disc of all the eps you know all the tracks on there um those were just kind of like a promo promotion discs but yeah, I'm really excited to be playing with uh, Ben and Marco again in the near future. And not to get off too off topic, but Chad sure. Davis just chimed in. And he said, I did it at your concert at the Hawkstein. Then after I worked on it a bit to make it for you. Okay. So basically it was done at one of the Hawkstein shows. Awesome. It is awesome. Painted life. I don't. I don't know. I'll have to, yeah, I'll have to cool. ask more. We'll find out more information. That's cool, man. Um, 
let's go let's go to the past because i i don't know your whole history you've been playing music forever now right what other bands and moments are you proud of tell us a little bit about the history of charlie well it started in when i was 12 and i wrote a song and it was through the pta admissions uh competition and i made it to state level Mm. with a piano composition it's kind of weird because as i'm sitting here i found it the other day i was going through all this stuff and i actually found the sheet music and the recording on cassette tape so that's pretty cool wow yeah <laughs> thank god sometime in 2016 2016 i moved it from cassette tape to into the computer and digit made it digital as an mp3 so i'd have it forever but so started back then and uh, studied with Richard Delaney at the Hawkstein School of Music. He's in the Mambo Kings. He's an incredible jazz pianist. Absolutely next level. And a really great um, a really great classical player, too. I studied classical and jazz with him. And then went on. I had my band, the Derelict Baru, which was a lot of fun. Matt Rhodes was in that band. Um, Dave Horwitz and Steve Milton. And that got a lot of publicity and we traveled around new york state um then i had my first jazz trio the move with uh zach cullington and sean drogan that was fun did that and then let's see some of the other projects that i really enjoyed um definitely i played with chris beard for a while and that was my first touring experience. And that was a lot of fun because I got to meet really awesome players. Um, and, you know, just got my first taste of on the road when I was about 22 or so. So definitely owe a lot to him getting me out there. And let's see. Uh, Manhattan Project was probably one of the biggest successful commercially successful bands i would say because mm -hmm. we uh that was just a duo sean drogan and i doing live electronic dance music and we ended up getting connected with the disco biscuits were managing us and mark and aaron and awesome had a booking agent did some i would call international tours and all over the united states and that was a lot, that was really fun i did that for a while and, but I was really happy to go back to the piano. It was kind of felt most natural there. Mm -hmm. Really be extremely artistic, kind of like this album. You know, it's just kind of different, completely different vibe. Nothing flashy going on in this album. It's just complete vibe. Put you to sleep. That's exactly <laughs> what I want. I want you to sleep well. <laughs> We got to get through the podcast and then I might pass out. <laughs> <laughs> Do you cool, want to do another one? Yeah, absolutely. Um, emptiness. Yeah. This one I wrote a long time ago and um, I, I developed it a little bit more. Awesome. Yeah, here's emptiness.
any any specific inspiration behind emptiness? Actually, other, other than the feeling that we all have at times. <laughs> um, the idea of doing fifths in my left hand, that's where you do, if anybody knows anything about music, that's if, or if you don't know about music, basically it's just five notes apart in a scale. Mm-hmm. So if you're in a C, it's C and G. So I did fifths in my left hand. It was actually, it was inspired by Dead Mouse. Hmm. If you listen to the song, Raise Your Weapon, that's exactly where I got it from. And that kind of inspiration, um, which is kind of interesting because you wouldn't think of Dead Mouse as a piano player, you know? Right. But compositional wise, that, that's where I really came up with the idea for that type of song. So. That's awesome. That's awesome. And um, again, calm, relaxing, beautiful. I'm going to go to sleep to it tonight. Everyone, obviously, check out the album. You've played a lot of different styles of music um, throughout your career and taking the piano in different places. Um, you're a lifer. Do you see yourself as a musician forever? You do lessons every... Uh, you're a career musician, right? Uh, do, do you have a day? Do you have a day job, Charlie? <laughs> oh, no. I left my I left my cubicle job in 2007. Wow. Yeah, and I didn't think I was going to make it, but I was. Luckily, I got into teaching, and then I got into teaching privately, private students, and uh, enjoy doing that. And so I've been doing that for. She's 13 years now. And, um, and then I got into, obviously, I've been doing live performance. And I started, with the help of Matt Rammerman, I started getting into doing my own production work and uh, just recording, uh, being able to record myself and record a band. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, full-time musician, so... Right now is definitely a little, it's a little difficult. Absolutely. But, you know, we'll get through it. We'll get through it together with the help of this Piano for the Sleepless Mind album. Absolutely. Um, And obviously, if you're watching, you're listening, support Charlie. Um, The moment we're back up and running with live shows. I know everybody's itching for live music. I know I'll see you at the show uh, then, but till then, obviously listen to the stuff on Spotify, even better buy the new albums. You can listen at any time, ad free, um, share it. And uh, ultimately excited for, for what to, to come. I know this is kind of a period in between where music was just so affluent in Rochester as it still is. And this is kind of that middle period while um, the creative juices start to settle and then everyone's going to go crazy after uh, we're back up and running. Um, what are, what are your thoughts been on everything? You're doing a weekly live stream. Um, there's been live streams all the time. I'm excited to see the community coming together and doing so much online. I hope to see more of it alongside live music long term um any uh, any thoughts on you know what music's uh, uh what's going on for you the past couple months what's changed and what you're excited for for the future yeah i think 
I've definitely seen, uh, you know, tons of live streams and it, it is quite exciting because <laughs> I see some very creative things going on. Uh, sideways, the sideways had a, a song come out like a tiny desk submission, but mm-hmm. you, know, you could tell it was really cool because I think everyone recorded their parts separately or i don't know how they did it but it was i don't know if you saw that video ben it was really good uh, i would have to check it out is it the kind of thing where like everybody's in a separate room on camera like somehow you know how you can photoshop and you can pro or their you know profile out and somehow they digitally did that so your your audio your audio cut out for about ten seconds there. So um, okay. So uh, I, I think you're good to go. I think it was just an internet latency issue. Okay. Um, so so I haven't seen the video yet. What's going on in it? So I don't know how they did it, but they cut. They it looks like they filmed the video. Each person, each musician, filmed it separate. And then somehow they cut out around the person and then inserted the background <laughs> behind them. It's pretty funny, yeah. So I, you know, we've seen that, and then we've seen people do the Zoom music on Zoom, where there's different. Everyone's in their own box doing a different instrument. You know, we've seen those mm-hmm. quite a bit. Oh, um, Matthew Stevens is really a great musician in Rochester, and um, he's in Dial Up, mm-hmm. and he's doing um, the Happiest Hour from three thirty to four and it's really good. And he plays some great tunes and that's, that's pretty cool. Um, I saw Tegan's been doing a bunch of stuff from Tegan Tweeds. Um, uh, Jonathan, Amy Sheffer, they've been doing live streams, which are really cool. And I think some of the, my DJ friends too, are doing really cool things. DJ flax, uh, DJ Naps, Mike Napoli, he had a really cool stream the other day. He was playing all old school Beastie Boys on vinyl, <laughs> and he was DJing. Nice. It's it's a little bit hard. It must be a little bit harder for the DJs though, because like if with the algorithms they'll pick up the song and then cut the feed, and then they have to kind of start it over again sometimes. Mm-hmm. But, hmm. uh, it's just things I'm learning through just watching a lot of different styles of music. I try not to limit myself, you know, like if there's a, if there's like a heavy dubstep DJ on, I want to hear that too. You know, I want to hear it all. (laughs) I just want to see everything that's going on. So it's interesting. I think, you know, I think it will continue, but I know like probably financially it's better for us to go to the actual concerts and Mm -hmm. support these people you know, these musicians and artists of all types. So I'm sure everyone's really itching to get out again. I, I couldn't, I couldn't um, agree anymore. The, the one thing I'm looking to see more of is live streaming at live shows. So everybody understands the technology. Now we'll see more live stream at live shows and, you know, maybe charge $5, three dollars to watch the stream there's so many things that we can do there's so many ideas going through my head we just can't get out and do them yet yes i'm I'm excited for the opportunity when that comes but we got to be safe man 
Yeah, yeah, we do. And it's until we get more information and we, the testing's there. And, you know, we found out that a lot of us may have already had it. Um, we can start getting out there again and doing things. Yeah, rocking and rolling. And what better time for you to be releasing this new album, We Need It? Um, I'm excited to listen to it all the way through if I can make it the whole time. <laughs> and, or, or use it as study music as well in the morning. Exactly. Yeah, study music, um, meditation. Meditation. Those yoga or stretching or, you know, I think it would be really good for. Um, you know, there's a, a probably a lot of different, you know, activities that you could put this music on in, in the background that would work very well. Yeah, very calming, relaxing. I, I personally can't work to music if it's too complex because mm-hmm. I, I, want, I want the music to occupy my mind. This is a good medium of there's complexities to it, but it's very calming and mellow and warming stuff. So I'm excited to give the full listen. Um, obviously, everybody listening, you got to check out the whole album. It just dropped today um i want to play one more track in a moment but there's a question i love to ask every single guest and and get you know a general feedback on it and it's a billboard question you know imagine you have a billboard the side of a busy highway in the most populated area uh, imaginable you control that billboard and everyone's gonna see it kids adults black, white, all personalities, all music styles. It can be something that you've wrote in terms of lyrics, something that you've heard in terms of a quote or something brand new. I know it's tough to come up with one thing, but what would you put on that billboard um, speaking to the world and, and why would, uh, why would you choose what you choose? I think actually, Three Heads Brewery already did the one that I really wanted, which was be kind, but I just add, please be kind to each other. Because mm. I, I just don't think right now is, well, I think that just people have to have a lot of compassion for other people, you know, and I, I'm friends with people who are on completely opposite hard opposite sides of the political spectrum and views and stuff like that and i just i see i just feel like if people have more to to be kind please be be kind to each other and have more compassion then this would obviously be a much better world rather and unfortunately i see the other thing where it's just like oh i don't like what you said i'm gonna block you mm-hmm. <laughs> Like really, <laughs> and I've seen a lot of that, and it's and it's you know I understand I understand where people are coming from, but it, at the same time, if we don't really try to put you know yourself into the other person's shoes, and that's a tough thing to do. It's really hard. So I think if we're just reminded, you see that billboard and said, just please, please be kind to each other. You know, might make people think every day. Mm-hmm. Com- kindness, compassion—that that ultimately is a healing in itself. Yeah. So, 
shout out to three heads for inspiring that, that message there. Um, anything that I didn't ask you that you're excited about and any other things that we didn't touch on? Um, uh, I think that's pretty much everything. The only thing I was going to say is there's going back to the piano and how this was recorded. Mm-hmm. It was extremely hard for me to play very, very quietly on the piano. I mean, really, really hone on it. I could have done a much clean, easier job on a digital piano. And I bet you, I would bet so many people they couldn't hear the difference. But I really wanted to do it on, be a purist, do it on the real piano. And it really had, I can hear it in the recordings. It's just how I had to not let my left hand, which tends to be really heavy, okay. as lightly as possible. And I just, it's something I think about when I listen to the, how you really have to be in a trance to try to achieve that um, perfection. It makes me have a lot of respect for these classical players. I mean, so much respect. It's not just the piano that has to be absolutely perfect and the room that it's recorded in, but the player has to be some really, really next level on the way they touch the key. So I just wanted to touch, touch base on that. Yeah, man, you're, you're a purist and you obviously care a ton about the craft. Um, you're not just putting something together and not thinking about every intricate detail. So obviously everybody appreciates that. Are, are you open to providing lessons? Are you pretty much booked? Oh, no, I'm definitely looking for um, um, more students. I've, able to con- convert um, some of my students over to online lessons, the ones that I was teaching privately, but definitely looking for more students at this time because, um, yeah, times are, times are tough right now. <laughs> definitely are. Absolutely. And no better time to support your local musicians, whether it's Charlie everyone, your friends, your neighbors, all the people with the live streams. Um, Charlie Linder is open for lessons over or Zoom or, or however best he does it. And um, at the end of the day, check out the new album. I want to kind of end it out with one more track, uh, While the Planet Heals, because, you know, talking about kindness and compassion, there's no better time to heal our planet. Do, do you have any words on this song before we close out the, the episode here? Just a couple words. And, you know, in light of this terrible pandemic, the planet's getting a chance to heal. You know, all no planes. And I couldn't believe the pictures of around the world of all these cities and the air is so clean above it now. Mm, right. The, the water in Venice, I think you can see the, <laughs> you can see all the way to the, you know, through the water and see the, uh, yeah. And the last thing I was going to say is this is the only song that I use the digital piano. Oh, okay. And I did that on purpose because I was going to, I'm already working on another album of this type of music. And I was thinking about doing a lot more strings. And this one, I use strings and mellotrons and like layers and everything. It's much, much different than anything on the whole entire album. But I thought it was a good way to summarize the album. And then 
possibly give a tease of what the next album might be like. Mm. But cool. So yeah, you can see if you can hear the difference in the piano. <laughs> yeah. We'll listen to um while the planet heals, obviously rochestergroovecast.com, uh, Rochester Groovecast on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. Just Google me. You'll find all the episodes there. Support your local musicians. And um, yeah, thanks again for coming on, Charlie. I'm uh, happy for you releasing this album. And I'm looking forward to a lot of great stuff in the future with Pickle Mafia, solo music, the whole ordeal. Uh, thanks again for coming on. Thanks for having me, Ben. And I just, Chaz just dropped in a, a quick note. He's selling um, the note cards of the painting um, for for uh, a price. So if you'd like, if you'd like this uh, painting that he did, you can purchase that, and it helps both of us out. So I just wanted to leave it at that. But thank you for having us on. We're me on. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Support that. The if you're if you're not watching this live and you're listening later on, um the out you know what? I'm gonna just use the album out album artwork as the uh cover image. So you're looking at it right now. It's beautiful, right? Um <laughs> let's listen to While the Planet Heals and uh we'll talk to you guys all soon.